Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 31. Today we are discussing the timeline of a nursing student and also the transition that follows post-training. Honestly, this topic is really confusing to most of us outside of the nursing profession, but it's really something that we should all understand to some degree. Most of us either already are working with nurses or we're going to at some point in our careers. So it's pretty important that we understand who they are, what they do, and how awesome they are, obviously. (laughs) So here to set the record straight is Brianna Boone. She's a medical ICU nurse in Minnesota, and we actually went to undergrad together literally like a decade ago, which is amazing. Also, a pro tip, she was actually featured in another episode of BDP back in season two, which was episode 21, where we talked about grief and loss and how we can overcome those things as a healthcare provider and let them make us even better. If you haven't checked that one out yet, add that to your to-do list that I know all of you have just like me. Hey everyone, we are here with Brianna Boone, who is a registered nurse, and we're going to be talking about the massive transition from nursing school into your first day on the job. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So to get started, go ahead and just dive into your background for us. Let us know what department you're in, what hospital you're working at, and just kind of everything you're doing right now in the world of nursing. All right. Well, my name is Brianna, or I go by Nurse Bree. Um, I am a medical ICU nurse. I have only been a medical ICU nurse for about a year and a half. Um, I work at North Memorial Hospital, which is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I actually got my medical ICU nurse job at right out of, um, nursing school and yeah, I love it. That's great. Awesome. So for some of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with the nursing path, what is like a traditional educational journey for a nursing student? Um, And then what avenues can people take traditionally when they're done? Okay. So this is actually like a loaded question. So traditionally, yes. (laughs) yes. So traditionally um, there's two like main pathways. I would say the first one would be to get your associates, which is just a two-year program. You can do it at most community colleges or technical colleges. There you would get an RN. Um, In Minnesota, most RNs would have to start somewhere like a clinic or um, like a nursing home before they go to a hospital. Again, that's different in different states. Um, A BSN, which is a Bachelor of Science in Nursing, you do a four-year program. Um, for myself, I did a um, post-baccalaureate program. So I got my four-year degree in something that isn't nursing, which is actually actually kinesiology. And I had to have specific prereqs, which I did because I had a science degree. And then I did two semesters of nursing school. So I just went straight into nursing school and did two semesters. And mine was actually an accelerated nursing school. So um, it was the four semesters just straight through. So I was done in 14 to 16 months, something like that. And then, um, so jobs you can get are endless. You can work in a hospital and that can be anywhere from like bedside nursing that you think of like the emergency room, med surge or ICU, things like that. Or you can, um, 
work like in clinics, you can work um, home care, you can do at home jobs like with insurance companies, um, public health, you can work in labor and delivery, you can, mm-hmm. there's endless jobs. And like, now that COVID hit, I looked at um, at home nursing yeah. jobs. And it's like, I had no idea I could do all these things yes. with my degree. <laughs> yeah. And I even have some nursing friends who are making like triple their salary because of COVID demand. Yeah. 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 A lot of them Definitely. are traveling too. Mm-hmm. That's yes. another option. If you really love traveling, you don't have anything that yeah. ties you down. There's travel nursing so too. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. amazing. If I didn't have a husband and a kid, <laughs> that'd be so fun to travel and work like that. I yeah. love it. Well, very cool. So when you were a nursing student, um, so during that accelerated time, was there anything that you had to do to kind of prepare for what, you know, what was lying ahead? Um, did you have to read any books or study that, you know, for a major exam? Was there anything that you had to do or learn before you got to your first job? Before I got to my first job. So, um, once I got my job, so I, like I said, I worked in the ICU, we had an intensive like training program. So we had to do, it was called like, um, like health streams, Epic training, but then we had to do another set of training that like went through every single system in depth. And so I would have one day of work, like a whole work schedule day, eight hours just to do my online modules. Wow. So we did it. We did get one textbook that we could use as a reference, but it basically was like NCLEX prep all over again. Yeah. Um, and just doing that. But like ICU with I'm ICU mindset. Do most and departments have, have something like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, I had a friend that I graduated with that actually started at my hospital, but she was in the float pool for med surge and she had to do something like that. Um, but it was more med surge based. And then like, say you work on a stroke unit, you would learn a lot more about strokes, a trauma unit. You would learn a lot more about like um, stents and casts and trauma and things like that. Um, yeah. It's a lot. Very of cool. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I know you mentioned that your major was a little bit different. You didn't directly go into nursing from the get-go. Is there anything that you experienced outside of nursing prep that you feel like has helped prepare you for this job? So I originally thought I was going to be a PA. Um, so I would became a nursing assistant in order to get um, like clinical hours, patient contact hours to be a PA. Um, so. Uh, I worked at a nursing home and then I worked at my job as a nursing assistant. And that helped tremendously, like not only to um, like prepare me for my hospital because I didn't work in my unit, but I worked at my hospital, but also like just bedside manner. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that being a nurse, yeah. And being a nurse, like I think having the nursing assistant background, it really helped with like simple things like lifts and Mm -hmm. and, like, patient transport and things like that, that you don't really think about. You don't really learn in school. You kind of just do it hands-on. Yeah. Plus then you understand the people that you work with too. Like you understand your fellow employees Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, you can probably sense when they're struggling because you've done that job. Um, Mm -hmm. I know for me, obviously our our office structure is different. I don't work in a hospital. I work in private practice, but I, before I went to school, I worked as um, a front desk associate and as an assistant as well. And like, I always pay attention to what's happening at the front because I've been there. I know what it's like. So it might not look overwhelming to someone else, but I can see that someone is struggling or needs help. And that probably makes you so valuable. Um, 
as an employee too, that you can understand um, the whole landscape, right, of patient care, because I know there are a lot of different units between nurses, nurse assistants, doctors, everybody. And obviously when we work together, it's the best thing possible for the patient. So I agree, completely agree. Now, experience before obviously is huge. Would you recommend to any anyone in their undergrad right now that they do jobs like you did, or would you recommend anything else to help kind of prep them in the way that those things prepped you? I would recommend to anybody to be a nursing assistant. Um, if you're in nursing school, it's very hard to like get a full-time job during nursing school. I wouldn't recommend that if there's any way that you could be like casual and pick up every once in a while, because studying is very important. Um, if you can make it work, yes, I think it's so valuable to do something like a nursing assistant or like a tech job. I have a friend that, um, worked in a cath lab that, and she was just a tech, but she just saw so much that Mm -hmm. like, she's my go-to when it comes to anything that has to do with the heart, because she was a tech in the cath lab and she just absorbed all of that. So if you can get your hands on really any healthcare job, I think it, it would help. It definitely would help. That's awesome. So you're in ICU, you said, Mm -hmm. how did you end up there or decide that that's what you wanted to do? So I always was like an adrenaline junkie. So I knew that I wanted either ICU or um, emergency department. And then we had a clinical in labor and delivery and I fell in love with labor and delivery. Well, um, labor and delivery is very selective. So I applied to like one or two jobs, but I knew that my specific hospital was hiring for an ICU position. And I kind of just like, finagled my way in I figured out who the um, manager was of the unit and I messaged HR and met and emailed the unit manager and basically emailed both of them my resume like introduced who I was said how interested I was in the position and like almost begged for a interview because um, most nursing students will know that it is kind of hard to get a job in the ICU, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But, um, since I was able to take that initiative, my, um, now manager was just like blown away by it. And so I, every time I have a student, I'm like, okay, like, let's go meet my manager. Like <laughs> we got to get comfortable with you doing this because if you want a job here, like you got to ask. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So How did you, I mean, obviously you knew you were an adrenaline junkie, which is so funny that you say that because all of my friends in emergency med or ICU say that same thing. Um, How would you, you know, what kind of advice would you give to a student that is like, you know, I kind of like everything right now. I don't know what to pick because I feel like everything, everyone goes through that at some point where you you have no idea truly what department you want to end up in. I know me personally, I had no idea that I was going to work with veterans or, you know, really, really be focused on chronic pain and if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said, oh, I'll work with kids. <laughs> so what would your advice be for how to kind of channel that inner self and find out where, where your passion might lie? I would say don't. I would say just apply anywhere and everywhere because I think that the students that are like me who are like very one-track minded, um, they are the ones that struggle the most. Like mm. I lucked out and I did get what I wanted, but a lot of students don't. And then they're completely heartbroken and then they don't like their first job. And it's like, you want to be proud of your first job. So if you are okay, if you're like, I just want to be in a hospital, I don't care where, and you apply everywhere, you're most likely going to get a job. Or you're like, I don't want to be in a hospital, but I feel bad about it. I'd rather be in a clinic. Do that. Like 
Yeah. I would say just start anywhere because I think I was lucky because I landed on a unit that I ended up loving, but a lot of nurses don't. And that's what's the beauty, like the beauty in nursing is that you can change, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can learn from that unit that you're on and like, like see the sites and decide later. You don't have to know right after graduation. I love that you said that because the the times are kind of over now where your first job is where you stay for 40 years. Yeah. You know, back in the day, that was kind of a thing. And you know, everyone would always kind of brag about, you know, a lot of middle-aged people are like, oh, I've been there for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. or, which is awesome because back then that was a really good thing to do, but it's just not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't for me, Annabelle. Yeah, no, nope, not at all. There's not just one track. I was actually halfway through like admissions to vet school, which I'd wanted to do since I was nine years old. And then I was like, actually, I don't want to live out of a pickup truck for the rest of my life and be called out into the snow to help horses, you know, foal. It's just not what I, not quite what I want. So I had to search inside myself and try a bunch of stuff and take a bunch of extra classes and try some fun, different jobs. And then Sometimes your career finds you. Yours found you mm-hmm. pretty quickly, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think our paths are <laughs> scribbly, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I said, I wanted to be a PA at first and applied for PA school, kept getting waitlisted, kept getting rejected. Literally, I replied to one nursing school and was like, I'm just going to do this just to pass time. I was literally at work, just applied. And got in and it started two weeks later. So it's like I had to make that decision oh. if I wanted to apply again for PA school or if I was going to go to nursing school. And I was like, I'll go to nursing school. And now I'm like, I'm, I could not, I couldn't even see myself being a PA. Yeah. I love nursing so much. And like most, a lot of nurses graduate school and like at like 21, 22, I was 26, mm-hmm. 27. So yeah, kind of windy road, you know, <laughs> but like. <laughs> It happened for a reason, you know, like I, I love what I do. Definitely. Yeah. You're where you're supposed you, to be, literally. Do you find um, graduating at that age versus other ages, whether it be younger or older, do you find that there's a difference in perspective when it comes to patient care, like with your colleagues? Yeah, actually, I feel like um, like the older nurses are the ones that are more like me, where they aren't so one track minded where they're like, if it's this doesn't work out, that's fine. Like I already know my whole life really hasn't worked out in that one track mind. So <laughs> if this one job doesn't, you know, it's not the end of the world versus like the younger nurses are like, I got to do this exact linear scope of events after like one year at this unit, I have to go to this mm-hmm. unit and then I have to go to this unit. And I think older nurses also, um, they relate to patients more usually just because our patients, especially in the hospital, or at least for me, are usually older. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I'm 28, but I get told all the time that I look like I'm 21. Mm-hmm. So a patient quickly is like, how old are you? Are you able to do this job? And then when I tell <laughs> them, then they're a lot more comfortable with me. So uh. like, I feel bad sometimes for younger nurses because it's like, we kind of like, get talked about by Mm -hmm. patients sometimes for being young and it's like but I did the schooling you know like yeah and oh girl we understand oh we do (laughs) every week Mm -hmm. it's frustrating I almost wish we could walk around with our credentials like here like it only matters when you're seeing someone over the age of 50 who really cares (laughs) I just want to I just want a beard if I had a beard I was older it would be fine 
You would think oh, the masks would help, but they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they really did it. <laughs> it's so true. Men men with beards have it easier in that, in that world. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. true. <laughs> I love it. Well, to, to wrap up this topic, Brie, um, are there any current resources that you use as a nurse just to kind of help you keep going and stay this passionate? I know me personally, there are several chiropractic podcasts I listen to and research podcasts and um, a few authors I like to stay on top of. Um, and then I honestly, I have quite a few motivational um, podcasts I listen to as well. So for you, you know, what kind of gets you fired up to go to work on a Monday? You know, what, what, what guides you through your weeks? I love podcasts. Um, I do listen to like one or two nursing podcasts, but most of them are like just self, like just normal self-development type of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I am subscribed to what's called the AACN, which is uh, um, a network of critical care nurses. So I get like a magazine with that, which I get like up to date research on. Um, awesome. I also am working on my critical care RN. So CCRN, it's like a certificate you can get. It's really, it's not like I get paid anymore or anything. It's just kind of like something, another test you can take, but the prep is what is really driving me. Like I'm learning so much in the prep. It's kind of like going to school again, but just more in depth, which that drives me quite a bit. And then I just, I love healthcare in general. So like learning anything, even about like nutrition or like working out or like chiropractic, like one of my best friends is a chiropractor and like learning just tips and tricks like that. Just, I think all of it like translates through healthcare. So that really does drive me to like bring it to work with me. I love it. Do you happen to know the names of those uh, two podcasts that you mentioned? So one of them is called the selfie show, which is more of like a bantery type of show. It's two nurses. Um, another I w- listen to is called um, the traveling nurse, which is an owner of a nurse traveling nurse company. Um, and he kind of like it's gives tips and tricks of travel nurses because I, kind of want to be a travel nurse but like can't really decide (laughs) um so they kind of give me tips like get me fired up a little bit um those are my two main ones um there's also one called good nurse bad nurse that I listen to every once in a while which is also kind of a bantery one they're more fun they're not like super so they'll talk about like good um like intermittent fasting versus bad keto workouts or something like like kind of two um, Almost opposite like a views. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then they'll interview two different people and it's not oh. like they're taking sides or anything, but you kind of just get like the overall education of both, you know? Yeah, and, that's really cool. and I love that because, because I feel like healthcare is that it's not black or yeah. white. It yes. is a discussion and they're usually, they're the answer somewhere in the middle or they're both right. It just depends on the patient. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, I liked it too. Cool. So. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we will be taking all of those resources and passing it along to our listeners. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about your transition and how other young nursing students or young nurses can take your advice and just shoot for the moon. So thanks for joining us, Bree, tonight. We thank appreciate you. Thank it. you. Thank you. So many great plugs to mention from this episode, guys. So for all of those links, head to our show notes at betterdoctorproject.com. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Let us know what you think of our show and how it's helping you in practice. Whether you're a nurse or not, I hope you learned more about a very, very prominent field in healthcare today. If you're a nursing student or already a nurse, thank you for all you're doing and will continue to do in the future. 
Now more than ever, we really must thank our nurses for every single thing they do day in and day out to better our healthcare system. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.